Welcome to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. I am your writer-in-chief, Rosalind Jackson. I am a lover of words, and that love led me to a passion for writing. And what's the next best thing to writing? Talking about writing. So kick back and join me for mind-blowing chats about writing, covering everything from screenplays to novels to poetry, from nonfiction books to songwriting, and much more. Thank you for joining me this week for Screaming at the Screen. This is where I review TV shows and film and express the crazy things I shout out at the screen while watching. This week is Queen Sugar, Season 3, Episode 306, Delicate and Strangely Made. Now, we open this episode with Nova. She's in the bed waking up the next morning after that kiss with Remy. And she knows she did wrong. So she's laying there thinking about probably how Charlie is going to kick that ass. <laughs> so Aunt Vi calls her and says she has an emergency and she needs her to get over to her kitchen right now because she's making pies and her assistant is out for the day. And Nova tries to get out of it, tries to get her to get Ralph Angel or Charlie or somebody else because she's a writer and she ain't got time to be making no pies. And you know, Anvaya is not trying to hear that. She's like, you better get your butt over here right now. And that's all there is to it. (laughs) Meanwhile, Remy is blowing up her phone with text messages and she just keeps ignoring them. So when she gets to Anvaya's kitchen, Anvaya tells her her life story about her hopes and dreams, and Nova is like, oh, I need to get this information down so I can write about it in my book. Um, Vi tells her how she was raised to be a wife and a mother, and there wasn't any room for dreaming for yourself or, you know, any goals or anything like that. It was all about being a woman and, and being a mother and a wife and tending to everybody else's needs. She thought that's what she was supposed to do in life, and that was pretty much it. So that's what she did. And now all these years later, she's doing what she really loves to do, and that's owning her own business and making her own decisions. And she's happy to be living her dream now, but she says it's hard running a business and being in a relationship. And Nova tells her that, you know, you got to be able to balance all of it. You have to be able to balance work life, and your relationship. And on Vi, she doesn't know how to handle all this goodness that's coming to her at, at once. And she's like, is it okay for all this goodness? And Nova's like, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, Nova is still getting text messages from Remy. And on Vi's like, you know, who's been having your attention all day You've been all in your phone and not really here. And Nova just tells her, oh, it's complicated. And Anvaya is like, you know, you deserve happiness and you just need to give yourself permission to do it. And I'm like, Anvaya, if you only knew who was on the other end of those text messages, you wouldn't be saying that. (laughs) So later, Anvaya is invited to the house of the grocery store owner He and his wife want to have her over for dinner so they can discuss some things. And 
he tells her that he wants to invest in her as a business. It'll be her business still, her ideas, her her recipes, everything. He just wants to be able to invest and, of course, get a split of the profits somehow. And um, Vi is like, this is my time. I'm going to take this. And I'm like, you do it, um, Vi. I just want her to make sure that she has somebody read over the contracts because I don't know what it is, but I feel like this grocery store dude and his wife are kind of up to something. I don't know. It's like maybe it's just the the style of the show because the the show does a great job at creating tension and making the viewers, well, me um, at least, feel like, the other shoe is always going to drop. It's always waiting to drop. And that's what I love about this show. You're invested in it and it just, you know, sends your blood pressure up worrying about what's going to happen to these characters. So that's a great thing. At the end of the night, Nova is laying in bed and she texts Remy and tells him, we can't do this. And she just lies there crying. And I'm like, dang, Nova, you don't never get lucky in love. But I want her and Remy to be together. I know it's it's a it's a messy thing. I know that's her sister, but technically, Charlie and Remy did not hook up sexually. So I feel like they can be together. That's just me. Now, Charlie is at home reminiscing about the old days with Davis. She's looking at old magazine covers, and they're on there as a family, her, Davis, and Micah. And she is looking at blogs and stuff online, talking about the the um, gossip of Davis having this 13-year-old daughter that no one knew about. And then she gets a call from Jacob. And I'm like, man, these dudes are fiending for these borderline girls. Their their phones are just blowing up. Micah comes in and she tries to get him to talk about his dad, but he doesn't want to hear it. And when he gets to school, everybody is all in the hallways whispering and laughing and, and, and taunting him about what his daddy did. So later on, Charlie gets in her truck and she hears all the gossip on the radio about Davis. And she gets a call from her mom, but she declines it. She doesn't want to talk to mom right now. She, that's the last thing she needs. She takes a drive out to the land where the farmers were being evicted from. And she sees one of the guys from the EPA that stopped and talked to her and Jacob while they were at the bar. And she asked him, aren't you from the EPA? And he says, no, they're from a surveying farm. And she asks what they're surveying, but he can't tell her. And she asks him for a business card so she could follow up later or, or dig into what's really going on later. Micah and his friends hang out after school at this uh, abandoned field. They're just out there listening to music, dancing and, and chilling. And Micah's taking photos of them and they're having fun. And then all of a sudden, this truck 
with a Confederate flag pulls up and there's two white guys in there and they tell Micah and his friends, you know, y'all need to leave because this is our spot and you people don't need to be here. And and they're like, excuse me, you people? What the hell you mean, you people? <laughs> and um, the uh, female friend, uh, I don't know her name, but she says something to them and then the the white guy in the truck he calls her a black bitch and they're they're all like what the what did you just say and so Micah he takes it upon himself and he rushes the truck and runs up to the guy and he snatches that flag that confederate flag off the truck and throws it on the ground and i'm thinking like oh my god this is about to go down they're about to get killed or shot or something something terrible is about to happen but the guys end up speeding off and another car pulls up and it happens to be the owner of that property. Um, he's a white man and he just tells Micah and his friends to get off of his lawn before he calls the police. So, um, cause I thought another situation was about to go down with that. And I thought the police were going to be called and they were going to be in a bad situation, you know, with them, possibly being hurt by the police, hurt or killed. But thank God that didn't happen. And Micah and his friends, they left and and went on their way. Now, what's going on with Darla and Ralph Angel in blue? Darla drops blue off at school and his teacher runs out to talk to her. And she tells her that blue has gotten in trouble again for pushing one of the other kids off the swing. And this is the second time he's done this. But Darla was not aware. Ralph Angel didn't tell her. And I'm like, Ralph Angel, you know that is wrong for keeping her in the dark. That's that boy's mother. And she deserves to know what's going on in his daily life. So she shows up at Ralph Angel's house to confront him. And she wants to... And she wants to pick up Blue after school so she can talk to him about what's been going on with him. But Ralph Angel is like, I handled it already. And Darla's like, that's not good enough. And he finally agrees to let her pick him up from school so, you know, they can have their little chat. But I'm like, Ralph Angel, you really need to stop treating her like that. That's that boy's mother and she shouldn't have to beg to be with him. And as she's leaving... He gets a text from Trin, and I'm like, damn, these border loans are hot commodities. Everybody's blowing up their phones. Well, they are an attractive bunch. <laughs> so Darla takes Blue to her new place, and it's a really nice place. I'm wondering, how does she get that place? She doesn't have a job right now, and where did it, where does she get money to pay for that? But... I guess that's neither here nor there. So Blue is running around looking at the house. He loves it. He can't wait to stay over. He, he asked her to stay over that night, but she's like, no, you can't stay over tonight. You will soon. I have to get your room ready and everything. Um, and so then she tries to talk to him about what went about what happened at school. But he tries to change the subject and he gets up and says, oh, let's go and see the backyard. I want to see what's out there. Blah, blah, blah. So she goes out there with him and he's playing with his toys and all that stuff. And eventually she gets him to open up about what happened. And he tells her that the reason why he pushed the little boy off the swing is because the little boy told him that his mother 
doesn't love him anymore. And Darla is like, you could tell her heart was breaking and she's like, I love you more than anything and don't let people, don't let anybody tell you any different. And he's just, he's just so sad and he, he knows she loves him, but he just felt so hurt because she went away and he doesn't want her to ever go away again. And she tells him that she will never leave him again. Now, Ralph Angel and Tran go on their little bike riding date and they get to know each other. They talk about the things that they have in common with their families, uh, that they were expected to take over their family businesses. And basically, they just bond and, and get to know each other. Ralph Angel tells her that he has a criminal record, but she already knows that because being that she's his boss, technically, she sees everything that's in his employee record. And she didn't bat an eye. She was like, I understand things happen. And so they end up kissing and sealing their little budding relationship. But I'm like, Ralph Angel, that girl is going to be so brokenhearted when you go back to Darla because I know that's what you're going to do because that's what I want you to do. I want you to go back to Darla. Okay. So Darla brings Blue home at the end of the night, and she finds home dude that Ralph Angel let stay at the house. She finds his friends all up in there. They're playing cards or dominoes or whatever they're playing, drinking and smoking and talking all loud. And and she walks in and says, where's Ralph Angel? And they're like, who? And so um, home dude, he, I guess he was in another room, and he comes in and sees her, and he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, what's going on? Where's Ralph Angel? And she's like, he's like, he's not here right now. And one of the other guys, he gets all loud while they're playing the game, the card game. And he ends up dropping a bottle or something. The bottle breaks and and it gets all loud. And Darla's like, you guys got to go. You got to get out of here right now. And so they make their way out. And Ralph Angel comes home. And Darla's like, you got to be kidding me. You have these people around our son living in your house. You let some stranger live in your house. And Ralph Angel tries to tell her that he was just helping him out. And she's like, "Mm -mm, that's not going to work. No, ma'am. Okay. And they send Blue to his room because they don't want him to hear them arguing. But they get so loud with the arguing that Blue can hear them and he rushes in and said and tells Ralph Angel, Don't talk to my mommy like that. And and uh Ralph Angel raises his voice and he's like seriously yelling at Blue. He's we've never heard him get like that with Blue. And I was like, Oh my God, don't yell at the baby. That's the baby. And um it's just a heated situation and Blue screams, he's like, I wanna go stay with my mom. And so Ralph Angel looks at Darla and he's like, all right, you happy now? And so Blue goes and packs a bag and he goes home with Darla for the night. I hate to see them fighting like that, especially around Blue. But they're going to make it back to each other, watch. I'm keeping hope alive. And so basically the theme of the episode is everybody is in their own personal hell right now. 
except Aunt Vi. Aunt Vi is living her best life right now. She's about to be a big time pie maker with her pies in the grocery stores with her face on the box. And she's got her man. They're about to get married, even though she has lupus, but she's she's managing it. And she is moving on despite her illness. But everybody else, Nova is down in the dumps because she knows she is doing Charlie wrong, but it feels so right. And Charlie is dealing with Davis and his fuckboy antics. Ooh, I can't stand Davis. And Ralph Angel is having a crisis with Blue and Darla. And their family is on the verge of breaking apart. And so let's pray for the Borderlands. My favorite line from the show this week comes from Aunt Vi again. She always has the best lines. And her line was... Surviving and dreaming are two separate things, baby. That's what she told Nova while they were cooking the pies. And I can relate to that because I'm still out here trying to make my dream come true. So I'm like, that's right on by. And I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to that. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for taking the time to tune in to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. Don't forget to check out my blog at www.wordygirlent.com. That's W-O-R-D-Y-G-I-R-L-E-N-T.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at at WordyGirlENT and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash wordy girl ent and always remember it all begins with a single word so what are you waiting for go right <laughs>